Welcome to another episode of the Unbound Book Babes. This week, we are going to talk about authors, and we're going to deep dive into their mind. Specifically, we're going to talk about SJM and Rebecca Yaros, because there's some big news surrounding both of those authors. But before we get into that, Kristen, what did you read this week? You are going to be so excited. I finished Crescent City, um, the first one. Does it have a special? Yeah, it's House of Earth and Blood is the first one. Sky and Breath is the second one. Yeah, so I'm just waiting on that second one through your favorite book library, Libby. (laughs) The sarcasm's (laughs) thick. (laughs) Three C's. (laughs) Um, All I have to say is, what a wild ride. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, She did not pull any punches in book one. Nope. And And trying to think about book two, right? Think back to book two. And I'm not really sure anything was pulled there either. (laughs) Yeah. Very, like, same ideas, right? Of, like, Faye and, well, that's kind of all that's similar. Because this is very different from... All of her other characters. It's a huge all of her other books. culmination of everything but set in a modern day fantasy instead of a ancient fantasy? I don't know. I don't know what to call yeah. it. Traditional? I don't... It's a great question. Yeah, good question. Because introducing, introducing like phones and technology is such an interesting concept. I feel like... I feel like for her specific books and her specific type of writing, it kind of, well, I guess in Akatar, it replaces the mating bond and Reese's ability to just like talk into people's minds. You think the phones and stuff do? Mm hmm. I see yeah. what you mean. In, in, in ways that, like in how you move the story forward, right? Yeah. Um, because I don't know about you. But for me, it would kind of bring the book to a standstill if they had to wait for, like, carrier pigeons. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, in Throat of Glass, when there's, like, yeah, we just kind of, like, sent a message. We don't know if it's going to get to them or not. We just, like, wrote it and sent it. Yeah. Good point. So, I never thought about that. But in Akatar, yeah, I feel like it just replaces whatever Resan's ability is. Yeah. So hang out because we're going to expand on some of those things when I get to the SJM (laughs) stuff. So just you hang tight. We're almost there. We'll get to it. No, sorry. I kind of just shook my world and. uh... (laughs) No, it's great. I love it. But I want to make sure that I'm going to breeze past some of these things right now because we're going to come back to it. We're going to talk about what SJM said in her interview on Tuesday last week, we're going to talk about it. So, and... Okay. We, go ahead. I was just going to ask what you read this week. I'm, I'm still reeling from what I read. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I don't know what I read this week. No, I do. Okay, so, I finished listening to Lake's Edge by Lyndall Clipstone. I'm not sure if that's how you say her name, so... On trend, on theme, sorry about that. 
But um, really kind of spooky. I would say it's a good recommendation for um, the you know the spooky month October. We're October second filming day here. So oh my god, and your shirt has a little two on it. It's got oh that's really funny. Yeah, it's a skeleton <laughs> hand doing the peace sign. So that's really funny. Um, and so it's kind of has to do with like the underworld and like kind of eerie mystery, dark, gothic fantasy with a unique magic system. Very good. Would recommend. It's a duology. Did not know that going into it. Of course I didn't. Of course I didn't. I thought it was just a novel and I really needed to listen to a book while I was driving. And I actually listened to that on Libby because my borrows at my... Sorry, you guys. If you hear that in the background, that is my dog. So yeah, I would recommend Lake's Edge for sure. Like I said, I read it or listened to it rather through the Libby app. Um, and it's a duology. The next book is Forest Fall something. Um, same characters, continuation of plotline. I also finished Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson, which is a fantasy epic kind of coming of age. Uh, the first book is a standalone, but it's been spun off and, and extended. So I have just read the first book. I am interested in reading the second one to see where the storyline goes because there's a bit of a, a little bit of a mystery that it ends with, but it was good. I really liked it. I cried at one part pretty, pretty hard and that was not great, but you know, that's, that's just <laughs> who I am as a person. <laughs> Did you notice any different thing, anything different? Because we don't really read a lot of male authors. Yeah. Um, did you notice anything glaringly different or like easily that you were just like, ugh? No, not at all. But here's the thing about Brandon Sanderson is that he, let me, I'm just grabbing my Kindle, sorry. I guess I could have brought it up on my phone, but too bad I'm doing it this way. <laughs> um, I Stand the, strong. Yeah, so the whole thing... Oh, uh, if I could learn how to work a Kindle, that'd be great too. So the thing about... The thing about Brandon Sanderson is that I would classify him as a forward-thinking man. I would not classify him in a category of atypical cis white male, right? Like, mm -hmm. he's he's an exception. Uh, I'm lucky to know so many people that are the exception, but this author specifically is the exception. For example, this is the dedication in Mistborn for Beth Sanderson, who's been reading fantasy for longer than I've been alive and fully deserves to have a grandson as loony as she is. So he's dedicated to his grandma. Aww. And he wrote- That's so cute. We love a good dedication. We do. And he also just wrote something Emerald Sea. And that was like a side project, but it he wrote it for his wife. So, I just don't feel like he is... Like, there is some uproar on TikTok 
about a male author trying to like push his writing but using all these female accounts and like I don't know that much about it because like I suck at the internet and <laughs> so I I suck at social media which is hilarious because I have a podcast but still <laughs> like I cannot keep I cannot follow it I guess is how I should say this is it's really hard to follow some of these things that happen and find the root of what happened and sometimes I just don't have time and so basically there was this I'm gonna call it misogynistic male trying to use females to promote his book I don't really know that's not on, that's not, it's not, it's normal. That's the normal for society, <laughs> I feel. Like, I'll just go ahead and say, I think it's the normal for society. But I think it was awesome that all these people on TikTok, all these female creators were, and authors were like, just a second, sir. You're welcome here, but you're not going to manipulate us. So back up, get in your lane, and do it right. Yeah. So I have yet to read a book by a man that I feel like I can blatantly tell. But before reading Mistborn, I couldn't tell you the last time I read a book written by a male. Ditto. Yeah. So. So on to SJM stuff. <laughs> Here we go. Hold on tight. <laughs> For real. Because I also started my Throne of Glass reread. Oh, that's right. And I'm starting with Assassin's Blade, which I know some people are like, what the heck? But that's how I did it my first time reading through. And I really liked reading the Assassin's Blade first with zero context as to what the hell was going on. <laughs> I know I've recommended that to some people and they've come back and been like, Bobby, this is trash. I'm like, okay, go read the first book, read the second book, then read Assassin's Blade. Okay, 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 I get it, I get it. I don't get it, though, because I, I'm just fine reading about this situation I, in person, I know nothing about and getting crumbs and it made me want to read the series more. But I read that series just over a year, uh, 14 months ago if we want to talk toddler time, 14 months ago. <laughs> toddler time. <laughs> well, all these kids are like months, not, you know, a year and two months. They're just months. So, <laughs> so 14 months ago, but I read all eight books in one fucking month. So like I devoured them so fast. So now what I'm doing yeah. is I'm actually sitting down and I'm reading and I'm taking notes on my iPad as I go. And wow. I'm, yeah. That's exhausting. It's slow because there's a lot <laughs> to write down. And at least the way I'm doing it, there's, I feel there's quite a bit to write down. The other thing is I'm also doing Yaz the Bookish. She's doing, um, a reread of Akatar and the two Crescent City books leading up to the release of Ho Hostfast, so a House of Flame and Shadow. So the next, 
the foreseeable future, the next two and a half months, I am basically just rereading SJM, which oh, is wow. very sad to me. Like, I'm excited. Like, I'm excited. I'm not excited to read Akatar again. <laughs> I am excited to read Throne and Glass again. And I am excited to reread and or listen to the Crescent City books. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't remember if both of those are in full audio. Don't remember. That's okay. But I'm very excited. I'm sad, though, because my TBR, there's so many good books on it. Like, I have a bunch of <laughs> books just sitting in my Kindle that I want to read. And so I'm... We'll have to wait. Yeah. And I have a, two authors are coming out with books in the middle. No, three authors. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> CJ Archer, Rebecca Yaros, and um Jazz and Mass is they're all they all have their next books coming out. So there'll be a point yeah. where I yeah, I'm so excited for Aaron's book three. I cannot <laughs> even wait. Uh so there'll be some breaks. But we're gonna start before we dive into SGM. I want to talk about Rebecca Yaros because Fourth Wing, which you sent me the other day on Libby, has a what was it? Was it like a tell me the detail, the stats me, on that? Yeah, yeah. Let me pull that up again because that was insane. Okay, so on Libby, I was ill prepared for this. Okay, so my library, my library alone. Just the one library I'm connected to has a hundred and four copies of Fourth Wing. <gasps> there are four hundred and seventeen people waiting. Oh my gosh! So four people, four people per copy, give or take. And it's a nine-week wait. <laughs> I'm looking at my library in Libby right now. Did I spell Fourth wrong? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and Libby won't guess. Libby will not help you out if you spelled anything wrong. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It was just like, can't even. Okay, so like, nope. how do you find that information? Do you say place hold? Mm -hmm. Yeah, go to place a hold. And it'll tell you, it should tell you like how long. Okay, so there are 20 copies in use, 33 people waiting in total, and two people waiting per copy for the the book. And then there's uh, we also have the audiobook, 10 copies in use, 164 people waiting in total, 16 waiting <laughs> per copy. Wow. Crazy. That's wild. Yeah. But Iron Flame book 2 comes out November 7th. She's doing a book tour. So she's doing a huge release party in New York at the Barnes and Nobles on, on the 6th at like midnight. So like the 6th to the 7th or whatever. So she's doing a huge release party and then she's doing a book tour and she is going to, yep, so the midnight release in New York, New York. She will be going to Reston, Virginia, Naperville, Illinois, Dayton, Ohio, Los Angeles, California, Temp is it Tempe or Temp 
Arizona, T-E-M-P-E. Hmm, don't know. You guys tell me. Tempe? Tempe, Arizona? Tempe, Arizona. That's what I think, because I think native, I feel like that probably is closer. Don't know. Um, In Colorado Springs. That's also just cute. She's completely sold out of all of these locations. She sold out all of these locations. And my ass almost bought tickets to go to Naperville, Illinois, for November 11th. <laughs> but guess where we'll be on November 11th? Ireland. We'll be in Ireland. Oh, wait. We're not supposed to give away our location. We'll be in Ireland? We're not. What do you mean? Internet. That's just internet safety. You're not supposed to tell people where you're going. Well, they don't know where in Ireland. Anyways, if you see, anyways, <laughs> if you see us in Ireland, say hello because it is in fact us and where we're going. <laughs> Living on the edge, <laughs> taking risk on the internet. <laughs> so, if you ask, Bobby will send you our whole agenda. I won't, but yes, there is an agenda. <laughs> there may be a spreadsheet. So, <laughs> the <laughs> other really cool thing. I'm just really happy for Rebecca Yaros with this series because Fourth Wing is good. I liked it. Um, I liked the last ten chapters the most, though. Like it, like the last ten. The last, but again, it's the first book in a series that's supposed to be like five or six books, and so like five or six. Yeah, it's supposed to be like five books for sure. Five. Wait and catch up. Yeah, so there and there's already some fan theory. This is like another fantasy epic, basically, and I'm so excited for it. And I don't know. I just there's some really the last. Oh my god! I called the last. Somebody gets brought up in like the last part, last fucking couple pages of the book. I fucking called it. I fucking called <laughs> it halfway through the book. I said I'll. I know that motherfucker. Where is this motherfucker at? And yelp. Anyways, that motherfucker's not here. <laughs> <laughs> so she also on her Instagram page has a repost of Red Tower Books, who is her publisher, of them printing Iron Flame. So, like, the company, the book by the printing company, a whole video mm-hmm. about making the cover, printing it out, putting them together, the hardcover and the paper, all. And it's, like, I mean, it's a, it's a Instagram reel, so it's, like, 90 seconds long. Super fascinating. Yeah. Really cool. Recommend everybody to go check it out. Wow. Other big news. Last night, it was found... That there is a mystery ISBN number that if you look it up, it's on Barnes and Nobles, but it says out of stock. It's on Walmart and it's on Amazon for pre-order. Mm-hmm. It's $32.99. There is no cover, no title, but the release date is November 7th. So there is some speculation that it is going to be a reprint of the sprayed edges of the of the first book of the fourth wing book because the first run had black sprayed edges with dragons on it and 
once they were yeah so once they were gone they were gone so like my copy of fourth wing is not a first print of it it's it's the second print of it i do not have the sprayed edges i have pre-order for iron flame which i believe i know for certain that it's sprayed black because you can see it in that video, but they don't show you um, the edges very well, like the full edge. So I don't know if they have sprayed dragons on them or anything. So there's speculation that it's a reprint of the ones with the edges. There's also speculation that the main male character in, in Fourth Wing, his name is Zayden. It might be his POV because at the we get his POV. We love a good change in POV. Yup. So we get his POV at the end in like I think the epilogue. Oh, I can't remember. I'd have to pull the book back out. Anyways, are you gonna risk it? Are you gonna buy that thirty-two random book? I already. I did. I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it. <laughs> I mean, you got to. You got to know what it is, right? I, I yeah, you got me. I you fucking hook, line, sinker, mystery. <laughs> no title, no picture, no nothing. Take my thirty two ninety nine. Send that mofo <laughs> to me. I'm ready for it. I will fuck around and find out. What if it's just a journal? <laughs> <sighs> for thirty two dollars, journal. It says hardcover. I really hope it's not. <laughs> the only the, it's some, probably not it's probably something really cool i hope the other thing that i hope it is like this sounds stupid and like this is I a would, safe, safe space you're fine <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> i would love zayden's point of view i would love sprayed edges but you know what i really want i want an, wait let me guess um no, I don't, I don't, I can't think of it. Go ahead. <laughs> I want an encyclopedia of dragons because there's all these different types of dragons and different colors you can get and they have different powers and different specialties and like all this stuff. And just to be, and just to be clear, I'm not judging you. I'm just clarifying. You would pay $33 for that. Yep. <laughs> there must be a lot of dragons. It's she made it worth it. There's got to be a lot of dragons then, right? If well, need... there there's, could be a... It could be just an encyclopedia of, like, the college. of the Because it's a dragon college is what it's about, basically. So tell me about the dragons. Tell me about the rules. Tell me about all the stuff. Tell me the details. <laughs> give me a better map. Because the map... Honest to God, I'm being so... This sounds so mean. The map in the book... Mm -hmm. is trash i don't like the map the or the map of like the college <laughs> the map of the continent is fine but like the map of the college is trash give me some marauders motherfucking shit with each goddamn hallway okay like i need something better so give me a better fucking map i need it all i like it all right yeah i love that I cannot wait to find out what that $33 went to. I will tell you and keep you informed of what this mystery book is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited about it. I love surprises and mysteries, so I'm hoping it's worth the $32. So, <laughs> last week, Sarah J. Mass 
did an interview. She did an interview with Christina Lauren, who is a woman, an author named Christina, and an author named Lauren, who co-author books together, and so they're the dynamic duo Christina Lauren. Phenomenal name. Good for them. How fun. Um, <laughs> they did this through Live Talks Los Angeles, uh, which don't ask me what that is. It's just an interview thing that's recorded and sent out. And the thing is, is I don't think it was live because you don't think it was live. I don't think it was live because some of the things that she said in the interview, she was talking about like some things that she had to do for her son, and maybe she was maybe she was talking about them in past tense, but it more sounded like. It was going to happen in the future, but this this happened at five six seven, yeah eight eight p.m. Eastern time, which was her time zone, because she's in New York again. She moved back to New York from LA, and I think the other individuals were still in LA. Uh, Christina Lauren, I think they were in LA. I'm not positive, but it was a virtual thing, which was kind of a bummer. I thought it was going to be like them in person, um, which I think would have been far more interesting to watch. And everyone, please understand that this this interview, you paid $26 for a, a, a seat to watch. No. This. Yeah. $26? $26. You know, it does make sense that it wouldn't be live, though. It makes sense, like, with how big her books are and secrets and, like, if she said something or slipped up to edit that out, I I could see why that wouldn't be live. I could see that. I agree, but she is very good at redacting herself in these conversations. She's very good at redacting herself, and she did it multiple times where she said, "Nope, I'm not going to talk about that. Nope, we're not going to. Nope, we're not going to go there." Or, "Oh, that's all I'm going to say about that." She didn't say, "Oh, I would have been like." fangirling harder <laughs> if she did but she said nope we're not going to talk about that i'm not going to expand on that what i can say is this and then she gives like one line of detail um there were some really big announcements though at the end the one big announcement one hour in the biggest thing that was said was to to the general populace not to the psychotic theorist <laughs> Okay, myself. but in SJM, all she attracts are, <laughs> what did you call them? I don't want to be insulting. <laughs> psychotic theorists? I'm probably being insulting of yep, myself. Psychotic, psychotic theorists. No, I think that's pretty accurate. Have you seen some of the theories on TikTok? You've seen them. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. Like psychotic in the best way, but honestly, that's all she attracts. Yep, masochist. So... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which term is more hurtful, but I like them both. I like the masochist the most. <laughs> the Akatar 5 is finally coming out. She's writing it. She's drafting Akatar 5. And she didn't say explicitly who it was about, but she said if you read A Court of Silver Flames, it's obvious who it's about. I think it's about Asriel. Hmm. I actually don't think it's about Elaine. I don't think we're going to get Elaine's book next. I think we're going to get a book about Asriel just can't imagine this is going to be so rude i can't imagine elaine's book would be interesting i think that's why her book isn't next because right now she needs to do a lot of like 
plot development to make hers interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wanted to kind of talk about, again, kind of diving into her mind because some things were brought up about her writing style, how she sees these books and how she writes and stuff like that. Because A House of Flame and Shadow, she wrote it mm-hmm. twice, Kristen. Why? What does that mean? So, I don't think I, I... I know what all those words mean, just not in that order. So she <laughs> wrote a draft, a full over 200,000 word draft, turned it in. Him and Hall, it's not good enough. It's not the right story. It's not the one. Took it back. Went back and over four to five weeks, completely rewrote it and only kept a handful of scenes. Uh-uh. Four to five weeks, 200,000 words. Come on. More than. Come on. That's insane. So, yeah. So that's why it's taken so long to get another book from her because she turned in a draft and said, nope, and went back. And even her, she said even her editor on the second submission (laughs) was like, this is an SJM book. This is the book. So. I really want to read the first one now. No, her editor just didn't want a third one. <laughs> That's fair. That's probably true. <laughs> her editor was like, this is it. We've read 400,000 words. This, this is the one. <laughs> That's fascinating. Two copies. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. She also said that there's a Bible that um, Bloomsbury, her publisher, has that is like their reference material for like, what color eyes does so-and-so side character have because she can't remember yeah i'm like to make sure all the descriptions match fucking print the bible send the bible out god damn it (laughs) (laughs) i will buy that too (laughs) i mean you'd have to that's incredible yeah because she's got yeah how do you how are you going to keep all of that straight Mm -hmm. just incredible So if you look at her historic, the way she releases her books, Mm -hmm. and this is information compiled by Yaz the Bookish. If you do not follow Yaz on Instagram, go do it. She is by far, hands down, my favorite Instagram account for everything. But she does some really, really good information about the SJM world. Which is very good about posting spoiler like uh, posting spoiler warnings and everything. So this she put together this infograph and it was in her stories. So that's why I want to bring it up here. And I took a screenshot of it too because I just think it needs to exist in the real world. And if it's my real world, that's good <laughs> enough. So it's on my phone. And <laughs> so she showed the trend that if the release follows past trends and Hofas, House of Flame and Shadow, is released on the 30th of January, we should expect uh, April to May, so spring 2024, the title release and the release date reveal for Akatar 5. If, again, following trend, in August, September, so late summer, we should see the cover reveal for Akatar 5. Oof. I'm very excited. I can't wait. I'm a little nervous. 
I'm so fucking I'm nervous. I'm so nervous for Whole Fast, and you will not understand why until you can read the second Crescent City. But when I tell you that I'm terrified, well, okay, going it right now. If Cassian dies, I stop reading SJM, all of it. I stop reading everything. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with I'm him. I'm just going to, like, set it down and just call it a day. If he dies, I'm done with Akatar. I'm moving on from those books. Spoiler alert, anything you want, because as soon as he dies, I'm not even going to finish the book. If, not when, if. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's probably going to happen. Poor dude. <laughs> um, who who did you? Who are some of your favorite characters from Crescent City? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Little the little fire sprite. Oh, Lahaba, uh, Lahaba, Lila Beth, or um, isn't it Lil the little? Uh, I don't know. For two hundred thousand words, I called her Lahaba. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a T in the word? Did I just not mm -hmm. see the tea the entire time? Oh. No, but I'm trying to see Lily, Lilaba, Lilaba, Lilaba. Eh, well, two hundred thousand words into Lahaba, so. <laughs> um, and obviously the Chimera. What is that? Shrinks? Shrinks? Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> Fuck! He is does, awesome. Does any you don't? I guess I, uh, does any additional information come up about him in the next book? Or just more shenanigans? Shenanigans. Hmm. But nothing, like, he's not, like, an intricate part. Yeah. He, no. Well, it can't he, be both. <laughs> I guess, yeah, no. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, Midwest talk here. <laughs> Let me decipher that. Yeah, no, he has a role. But he fucking goes... We don't know where he goes. <laughs> we don't know what happens. We don't know where he's at. That's all I'll say. We don't know. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how to fucking uh, So close to having her. Bobby's pretty good at not giving out spoilers. I'll just spill the beans. No prompting needed. Okay, hold on one second. This could go either way for me. It's either Lehaba or Lehaba. Nickname Lili, Lele. I don't know. Lehaba, Lehaba. And I should have- Lehaba. Lily. <laughs> Lily. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you love Hunt and Bryce, right? But mm -hmm. um, she's probably my favorite side character. That's yeah, that's pretty pretty good, pretty sick. And then I feel like SJM pulled a little sneaky on us because at the beginning of the of the book, you kind of like Mika. Mika, you can't look back up. M I C A. C-A-H? Yo, I, I pronounced it Micah. I didn't know how to say it, though. Um, I'll just type the names to you since no... <laughs> we don't know what we're saying! <laughs> True fashion here. So, I want to talk... I we're This this episode kind of got off the rails a bit, but <laughs> that's okay. We're going to bring it back. I want to talk about SJM writing. So, she had... She was on an airplane for the Kingdom of Ash tour for Throne of Glass. So that's how long ago. And she was listening to the song, and all of a sudden she saw this scene, 
and are ahead of the ending of the First Crescent City, where Bryce is just like running through this totally bombed out city. And she knew that she wanted it to be more modern and more like kind of like New York City, which she grew up grew up in and loves. And if you think about the boroughs in New York and you think about Lunathon and the different areas and districts, it's a very much like a traditional city, like Chicago, like Seattle, like all of them, right? You have these different districts within these big cities. And so she saw this scene and she just like, sat with it for years and she knew how she wanted the book to end but didn't know how she was going to get there so she just started writing so she writes in a linear way but she typically sees big pivotal points that she's writing up to so I thought that was really interesting I already talked about the bible (laughs) (laughs) and formally she said that you didn't have to read Akatar to read Crescent City, but now she says that you must read Akatar before reading Crescent City. Lucky well, I already did, otherwise I wouldn't have. <laughs> I'm not a good listener. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's a question for you, though. Aside from my inability to want to be told what to do, um, do you think she always had that in mind that they were going to tie together or do you think she saw how much the internet was like they have to they have to they have to tie together okay so if you look back on other interviews and it was even brought up in this interview but i had skipped this line item because i know that you haven't read all the books and um you know you just have the sky and breath to go but then you're kind of like caught up with the fandom um she is dating never be caught up with this fandom. <laughs> that's true i i'm not either it's crazy it's wild out here <laughs> but she said that she had always daydreamed about mixing the worlds and there's um from 20 20- 16 there's another interview she's like at a library um and she talks about the same thing in that interview is she's like well i'm not she talks about string theory and how she would think they would be intertwined and you've read throne of glass and at the end of throne Mm -hmm. of glass we know that aelin falls through spoilers falls through (laughs) layers of realms is what we'll call it yeah yeah worlds they call it worlds but different realms right so Mm -hmm. and she ends up seeing a guy with bat wings and a pregnant woman and he like reaches out and she feels herself slow down but continue to fall through worlds after he reaches out we know now that that is Rhysand and Feyre Wait, okay, so quick question. She wrote Throne of Glass first, right? And then the Akatar series? Mm-hmm. So that scene was written first. That's a great question. And then Akatar was written. But I don't think there's ever a tieback in Akatar to that scene, right? Um, I published. Release August 2012. Kingdom of Shadows was, which is the book we're going to be looking at for that specific scenario. Mm-hmm. And a pregnant woman would have been 
Silver Flames, right? Yeah, but if she always had an endgame for them May 5th, 2015. Hmm. Yeah, she must have known for a while. She must have had the whole baby planned for a long time then. But you are right. There isn't really, I don't recall... Uh, a Reese being like, whoa, a blonde chick. <laughs> Let me help her slow down. <laughs> yeah, n- n- no, I don't remember that, but that's why I'm also doing a reread to see if there's anything that I miss now that I know, like, the stories. Um, Good thinking. I think that the Starfall, mm-hmm. I think those stars are actually souls. Mm-hmm. Or something um, from people passing and or their souls of people passing <laughs> through worlds. And I th- Oh, really? I mean, that would be a lot of them, though, wouldn't it? Right. But Reese says there used to be more, but there's less and less every year. Like somebody's eating souls. Right. So I think there's a connection with Starfall, the realms, and transfer of magic. Interesting. That sounds very complicated. I wish I had like a Bible to refer back to. to see if, if, like, that lines up. Same. <laughs> Trying to write my own encyclopedia right now, and it's a lot of shit. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I have for news. Woo, that's a lot. Yep. That's good stuff, though. Good stuff, though. Yeah. Oh, I forgot the most important thing. <laughs> Good thing you're still here listening, or you would have missed it. This is like when you roll the credits and then you have to stay in the theater because halfway through the credits, another scene comes up. Yep, that's me right now. <laughs> yep. In the description box, there's going to be a link to all bonus chapters written, Throne of Glass, Akatar, and Crescent City. Whoa. Yeah. Is it a lot of them? Can, is it just one link? You gotta... It's one link. So I have, it brings so I have to click you... on all the links to find out. <laughs> no. <laughs> it will bring you to Tumblr, to a Tumblr post by Zenith of Stories. She has collected a master list and linked to the different posts of the people who had posted it. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six. Six for the Throne of Glass series, which I had no idea was a thing. Three for... Uh, Akatar series, and then there's one, two, three, four, five, five for Crescent City, and they're in different perspectives. So you get Feyre's perspective, you get Cassian's, and Nessa's, you get Asriel's, you get Rune's, um, you get a conversation between Dorian and Kale. Uh, you get a conversation between uh, Selena and Nehemiah. You get to meet one of Rowan's exes. <laughs> I'm really, I want, I gotta read that. I want to read it. I'm probably going to read these tonight. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's. That's intense. Yep. I'm glad I stuck around for that. Yeah. I'm glad you did too. <laughs> I hope everybody else did. Anyways. <laughs> be sure to check out our next episode, which is going to be Kristen teaching me all about Russian folklore and a is a trilogy written 
inspired by that exact folklore. So be sure to stay tuned uh, this week on Friday and listen to that one as well. And we'll be back next week with more news.